Welcome to Paranerds. I'm Erica. Welcome. I'm Jesse. And it's Mermay, y'all. Mer- Happy Mermay, the end of Mermay. Yeah. So we're not too late. We're technically still in the month. Hang in there no, with it's, us. No, it's a very nice send-off to May. Yeah, we're sending it off into the hot, sweltering summer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, go be a mermaid, jump in the water. Uh mermaids yeah we're gonna we're gonna get there i don't know if you know that but they Um, freak me out (laughs) yeah i love giving or uh talking about topics that do freak you out so that's why i'm really excited for (laughs) deep dive this week thank you (laughs) you're welcome it's it's like my life's joy is freaking you out (laughs) well before we get into that i just want to say one thing well a couple things first if you are listening to this on the Saturday it comes out and you live in North Carolina, um, head over to Carolina Fear Fest in Raleigh and see, see us. Yeah, come meet us. Um, we'll also have Paranerd stickers, so hey. We'll have, you can have a free Paranerd sticker if you come over. Yeah, mention our podcast. You get, like, cool points. You <laughs> Cool points. Yeah, cool points I'll give you if, if you mention the Paranerds podcast, I will give you 5% off your order. Hey, who doesn't love a discount? Discounts. We're going to be there selling uh, my flesh babies stuff. That includes apparel and there's photography and grotesqueries, grotesqueries and mouths and sculpture and jewelry and lots of fun things. So um, if you have an opportunity to come. Also, we're not the only ones there. It's a horror convention. Yes. So there's a lot of other stuff as well. Yeah, we're not <laughs> running it in case you thought we were running the entire convention. No, 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 no. But we but, will be there. Yeah. And if we saw any of our listeners, I think we would both pee our pants in excitement. Oh, yeah, it would be awesome. Um, but while yeah. you're ser- while you're at Fear Fest, because we know you're going to be searching through the vendor room, look for flesh babies. Flesh babies. Yeah. Indeed. Um. Oh, Erica, did you know we have 500 followers on Instagram? I do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Isn't that fucking nuts? It's fucking cool because we've been doing this for less than a year and already we're at that benchmark. It feels great. Yeah, it does. It makes me feel like like we're getting somewhere. Sweet, sweet (laughs) validation. Hell yeah. And I think what it it. is, people are here for the cryptids. I know it. You know it. Mm Mm-hmm. We got a good one for you today. We have a guest, but we're not going to tell you who. And we're not going to tell you what it is. Ha 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 ha. All right. Hey, Erica, do you have genitals? Do I have genitals? Uh, Hold on, let me check. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. Oh, great. Then I have a product for you. Oh, sweet. What is it? It's a thing called Smooth My Balls. Well, I don't have balls, but like, yeah. it, it'll probably still work for me, yeah? Yes. 
Smooth okay. My Balls has a no-scrape technology on the blades with micro-sized teeth and an alloy polished blade which flow across your skin, causing no sensitivity. Doesn't that sound lovely? It really does. And not to be too TMI for listeners, but I have definitely cut myself down there before I using a traditional razor. Yeah. yeah. And it's I kind of the worst feeling in the no world. No matter what equipment you have, I think we've all had a nip or a scrape or something uncomfortable happen between our in, in our nethers. Yeah. And no one wants to bleed from a razor. So, so thank God for Smooth My Balls. Um, if you, anyone is interested, you only have to use code PARANERDS on checkout and you get 15% off your purchase. Yeah. And you should do that because it helps us too. And you get to treat yourself a little better. It helps you. It helps your balls. And it helps us. Uh, smoothmyballs.com slash PARANERDS. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, bro. All right. So am I wrong or is it current event time? I have a, a very short, cute one for you. Okay. That's good that it's Remember, short because I have a lot of deep dive. I know. Because we need to get to mermaids really quick. We have a lot of information about mermaids. <laughs> Thank God. Um, you remember Barack Obama? No, who's that? Yeah. What a nice time that was, wasn't yeah. it? I dream about it. We can just pretend 2016 to 2020 did not happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a blur. Mm -hmm. It was a terrifying, stressful blur. Yes. Um, uh, he recently was on The Late Late Show, and he got a very interesting question from Questlove. And Questlove basically asked him, hey, Obama, when you were president, what did they tell you about aliens? Oh, shit. And, um, isn't that great? He threw him on the spot. And in he, live TV, he, he can't lie. Yeah. He, that's a fact. <laughs> yeah. Um, and at first he was like, yeah, totally. You know, being Obama, so suave. Uh, he was like, yeah, I at immediately came in, was like, where's the aliens at? Um, but then he got serious and he said, quote, what is true, and I'm actually being serious here, serious here, is that there are, there's footage and records of objects in the skies that we don't know what exactly they are. We can't explain how they moved their trajectory. They did not have an easily explainable pattern. And so, you know, I think that people still take seriously trying to investigate and figure out what that is. Really? So that's just really crazy that an ex-president said that because On there's live been TV very that, like... little. Right. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that's definitely a... I don't think any other president has done that before and lived. I mean, not in recent history. Like, I can't remember anyone saying anything about aliens, really. No, at least definitely not in our lifetime. Like, I couldn't imagine, like, Clinton or W talking yeah. about <laughs> Can you what imagine? is true Ugh. did you watch the video or did yeah. you just read an well, article about it i did i i watched it and read an article about it that's, um, that's crazy very cool yeah very cool and I, he, I mean he's kind of like referencing the um those three videos that were uh released and confirmed uh last uh -huh. year you know I which do. ones i'm talking about yeah um, if you if anyone listening doesn't know about them, just Google the one video is called I think Go Fast. Mm -hmm. They all have weird names, but and we've talked. We about did them I before, think on the Roswell and episode Roswell in season or... one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and there, so there are videos that were um, recorded by airplane pilots um, while they were out doing military stuff. And um, they were released by whatever private company, but then they were confirmed to be legitimate by the Pentagon, which is wild. Um, and they're just UFOs. They're not like a whole ass. Yeah, aliens. I think if there were like um, abductions cool. filmed or like the grays or the greens or whatever, we would never, ever see okay. okayed surfaced information on that. I don't know. I feel like we're moving in a good direction, though. More transparency. You know? From the government? Exactly. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, this uh, a ex-president said it on live TV. He, could, he said, hey, alien or, or UFOs. He didn't say, hey, aliens. He said, hey, UFOs, right? Yeah. Well, so, bef- that was just well I was going to say, before we move to deep dive, you want to know something creepy that happened to me over the weekend? <laughs> yeah, sure. Kay. So um, a friend of mine lives across the street from like this big park like somewhere up in Maryland. And um, mm-hmm. it used to be a town that had, I think it was like a cloth factory and like homes and churches. But if I remember correctly, it was a fire that destroyed a lot of it and it drove the residents to oh, leave. Okay. Anyhow, mm-hmm. um, one of the structures that's still partially remaining is a church that was built in the 1800s. And you have to hike up there, but it's like maybe half a mile off the main trek in this park so we walk over there and already if you look at this stone archway it seems cursed and you shouldn't walk through it but laying down (laughs) on the corner of this like broken stone wall was a woven like um headpiece like you'd see in the movie midsummer like uh by like i don't know it's like twigs together to like sit on top of your head i don't want to say like thorns like jesus wore but like if you imagine like a may day spring festival it was mm-hmm. like that made with like dead twigs maybe the twigs were alive at the time i don't know anyway it seemed creepy That's and super cursed and i did not want to touch it <laughs> should have put it on your head i thought about it but life's pretty good right now and i don't want to mess it up <laughs> But yeah, the, just the way it was sitting near this like abandoned structure, like off the beaten path in the woods, like no, thank you. Yeah, like yeah, I expected creepy. to see a pile of bones <laughs> laying why. next to it. That's how unsettling it was. <laughs> yeah, that's because I know, like, we're a paranormal podcast, but I know sometimes we'll talk about like um, legend and like witchcraft and maybe cults. I think there's a cult in the woods sure. near Patapsco. <laughs> i always yeah. want to say potomac patapsco yeah. patapsco it's a state park i think yeah yeah uh if you're curious about the history the little town i'm talking about is called daniels maryland no oh. so it's not far it from um the fictional town of blair yeah um that is the park where they shot some of blair witch or yeah. all of blair witch yeah in patapsco or not yep. in Patapsco, or was it not a state park then? I thought it was a in the area, though. Yeah. I mean, and if it is in that park, I believe it, because there is, like, a river that you can cross. Yeah. Yeah. Shit's so, creepy. Just hanging out in Blair Witch Country over the weekend. And finding creepy twig-woven headdresses. Yep. 
Yeah, maybe the Blair Witch left it. She might have. I've been yeah. doing the um, Hunt a Killer, the Blair Witch one. Oh, did you finally? Yeah, I got it for Christmas. Yeah, how was it? I haven't finished it. I have one more, and I think I get it like next week, and I'm very excited because it's fucking insane, and I love, I love Hunt a Killer. Those who don't know, it's like a subscription service, and they send you clues to like a mystery every month. And you have to, like, go through all, like, the notes and, like, the, like, weird stuff and, like, try to decipher riddles. And it's it's like an escape room subscription. <laughs> I've been wanting to do it so bad, but I wasn't sure They're if fun. it was good enough to commit to. They're pretty fun. Awesome. That's good to know. Um, They're pretty freaking fun. Yeah, I see sometimes they'll sell the boxes at Target now. Oh, for real? Yeah. Because wow. um, I, I, I almost got you the Blair Witch one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, don't, because I already. Well, did I know. It. Like, I, it's funny. I almost got it for you for Christmas, then Danny got it for you for Christmas. I'm like, wow, great minds. Yep. Glad, I'm glad I didn't do that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Are we are we ready for Mermay? Yeah, Mermay. Mermay. Cool. So I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast probably agrees that mermaids are everywhere you look. Maybe not in real life, but. They're in cartoons. They're on our coffee cups. The Starbucks logo is a mermaid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Double-tailed mermaid. Uh-huh. So the word mermaid. Mare comes from mare. Sea. But M-E-R-E. It's an old English word for sea, exactly. Um, for me, because I'm like a music-obsessed person, what comes to mind is my favorite Nine Inch Nails song called La Mare. The sea. Yeah, the sea. And original lyrics were written in Creole French. It translates to, And when the day arrives, I'll become the sky, and I'll become the sea, and the sea will come to kiss me, for I am going home. Nothing can stop me now. Mm. That's talking about dying or something. Right. But I also have another theory about that that we'll get to later. Oh, Okay. So first, I figure we can start with, like, origins and mythology and stuff. Look at this stuff. He's in his knee. Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Yeah, totally. I Let's think go. this fork is a comb. <laughs> it's a thingamabob. <laughs> uh, what, is that what it was called? A thingamabob? Maybe. I could be wrong. Someone's going to yeah. come for me on Dingle hopper. It was a, a dingle hopper. <laughs> Okay. Thank God we figured that out. I was going to get hate mail from Little Mermaid fans. Hopefully that one line that you sung doesn't get us flagged by Disney copyright. Oh, come for me, Disney. Please. The day we get big enough that Disney comes for me, that's going to be a great day. We can retire. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let me let me ask you, I guess. Um, do you like what would you think the earliest mermaid like figure was like what do you think it was Oof. or what culture do you think it came from all right what culture i'm gonna guess when and what culture is what you're asking uh, either either way whichever one or both um i'm just gonna say like greece like ancient greece uh you got the ancient part right but the earliest mermaid like figure they say was probably the ancient syrian goddess um, Atar Gaddis, who watched over the fertility of her people as well as their general well-being. Syrian. Interesting. 
Yeah, she was human above the waist and fish below it. I always want to see it the opposite way, though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Fish up top, human legs. So you can fuck it. No, just because it'd be hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah, but okay. uh, the Syrians bestowed her with the biggest, most resplendent temple they temp temple temple that they could muster, which came complete with a pond of sacred fish. Nice. Yeah, so they made her this big, elaborate thing, and uh, even said, "Hey, you're half fish, so here's some cousins." I guess. Is she a fertility goddess? Um. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it. That's. A weird form for a fertility goddess. Half fish. Why? Uh, I mean, maybe because when fish are procreating, they, like, fertilize all the eggs at one time. Mm. Like, when their children are birthed, there's a lot of them. Sure. Or maybe. Maybe it's, like, a health thing. Like, they're thinking fish, eating fish makes people healthy. You know, omega-3 fatty acids. So you're... <laughs> I doubt in ancient Syria they were like, oh yeah, omega threes. I'm sure they didn't know omega three fatty acids, but I, I'm sure they could see a pattern. When people eat fish more, they are healthier and they have healthier babies. Right, that checks out. Yeah, either either that or tons of fish eggs. I don't know. Okay, two or well, both. Well, one thing that I do appreciate is that mermaids came before mermen. Yeah, as they should. Yeah, which is generally like the opposite of the lore you hear about, um, at least biblical origins with humans, that a woman is a rib or whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh, the first merman was Ea. A woman is a rib or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like I said. <laughs> that's, that's fucked up. I've never really thought of how fucked up that is. Yeah, how Adam and Eve is like, well, I just pulled my rib out and there she was and then I fucked it. I'm <laughs> like... a whole person and then she's a rib and then I fucked it. Yeah. Yeah. It's awful. I hate it. Horrible. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, the first merman, his name was Ea, and he was the Babylonian god of the sea. Mm, okay. And again, all these articles that I found were like, lower body of a fish and upper body of a human. Bitch, tell me otherwise. Um, but he was one of those all-purpose gods, bringing humankind mm -hmm. with the arts and sciences, while also finding time to battle evil. Mm -hmm. So he was okay. a busy dude. Uh, and because, oh yeah, and because he was associated with water, he was the patron god of cleaners. Because I guess like oh. they just needed that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Water cleans. Like I get it. Yeah. Good. And, and cleaners were more highly respected in a lot of ancient civilizations because they stopped people from dying. Yeah. And what I thought was interesting is that um, this Babylonian god was the basis that ended up turning into Poseidon for the Greeks and Neptune for the Romans. Ah. Uh, yeah. So if you're wondering, like, where Poseidon came from, there you go. This Babylonian mm -hmm. god. He was first. God. Yeah. Like, everybody... Poseidon was not a merman, though. Poseidon had legs. Yeah. But I could see how um, his lore was kind of birthed from it. Inspired by. Yeah, the Greeks, yeah. they were kind of weird about um, man and beast combinations. They were always looked at as being like uber sexual. So mm -hmm. maybe that's why, because their mermaids were sirens. So. Yeah. And then their satyrs were, you know, 
it was all about sex. So I guess when they were trying to think of their god of the sea, they were like, well, he can't be half fish or ever he's just going to be a sex thing. Because they had a lot of sex things. Yeah. I mean, they probably also had a lot of sex. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when they you, in your sex. lore, when your gods are having like 10 or 20 daughters or whatever, like. Right, right. Yeah, um, they, yeah. I, I just find it interesting that the Greeks and the Romans seem to really do a lot of copy pasting from each other. Well, the Roman Empire was built basically from Greeks. Ah, okay. Basically. In, in a very basic way. I was about to say, if I'm being honest, I think yeah. it's funny that I'm the one doing all this lore stuff because you are definitely more the mythology expert between the two of us. I only know um, ancient Greek and Norse, and that's it. So <laughs> I don't know a lot about mermaids except for the oh, okay. sirens. Yeah. Well, we are going to talk about sirens fairly shortly, so... Okay. I only know chance. ancient Greeks because I, I studied a lot of um, Greek art history in school. And then I only know Norse mythology is because I did an uh, entire D&D campaign based on North mythology. So I'm sad I wasn't there for that. That sounds cool. It was fucking great. It was great. Very cool. Okay. So uh, now we're going to start to talk about um, like the different kinds of merfolk. Have you okay. heard of the Nereids? No, I haven't heard of any of them. Oh, good. Except for sirens. <laughs> Just assume that I haven't heard of Except sirens, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, Nereids, the um, the great Roman naturalist, Pliny the Elder, and I feel like he belongs in Lord of the Rings somewhere. Pliny the Elder. Mm-hmm. Um, his natural history would serve as scientific gospel for centuries to follow. He wrote about the Nereids. And, and he described them as nymphs, that we would recognize as half-human, half-fish mermaids, though the portion of the body that resembles the human figure is still rough all over with scales. Ooh, weird. Yeah, so, like, imagine your typical aerial or whatever. That makes but, sense to yeah. me. Of course they should be covered in scales. Why would they have regular skin? They have to live underwater. Yeah, so, like, if That's they're going to be prepared to face the elements down there, they should be real yeah. sea people. They can have hands. Yeah. They're just covered with scales. Yeah, like, like having hands, that could be an evolutionary advantage underwater as well as on land. But human skin does not do great staying underwater for long periods of time. Very so pruny. Scales. Exactly. That makes, that makes so much sense. Which I didn't realize for a long time that the reasons the reason that our hands get pruny underwater is to make things more grippable. Yeah, wild. Mm -hmm. I don't know how well it works, but anyway. Let's test it out. Yeah, we could. Um, but there were 50 Nereids in total, daughters of Nereus and Doris. They helped sailors on their voyages when they faced fierce storms. One of the Nereids was Thetis, who was the mother of Achilles. Mm, oh. Yeah. Um, he was considered to be a gentle and trustworthy god who never lied. Gradually, Nereus was replaced by another sea god, Triton. And everybody knows Triton. Mm -hmm. Well, not necessarily. They probably don't know the guy Triton, but like, if I'm remembering correctly, the thing that Ariel's dad had, that thing is called a Triton. 
and I think the thing he's, is named after is the King dude. He's King Triton, isn't he? Yeah. Or is he Poseidon? I can't remember his name. Yeah. But uh, the sea nymphs were seen as benevolent figures. They were pretty nice. I, I think it's cool that they would help the sailors out or the fishermen that were lost or needed mm-hmm. somebody. Um, to give thanks for the Nereids, most of the fishing ports and harbors throughout ancient Greece would have a shrine or a similar st- structure dedicated to the daughters of Nereus. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so like you're about to go out on your voyage and you want to make sure you're not going to have any bad things happen to you. You can say, thanks, Nereus. Yeah. And you're kind for being good cryptids. Am I allowed to call them cryptids? I guess. Yeah. Yeah, they're cryptids. Call them cryptids. Yeah. yeah. Um, the primary role of the Nereids was to act as attendants to Poseidon, and so they were commonly seen hanging out with him. While associated with the Mediterranean, they were thought to be specifically concentrated with the Aegean Sea, for this is where their father Nereus had his palace. Yeah, it totally sounds like oh. it's based off Triton then. Yeah. So the Nereids also appeared en masse in a tale from Greek mythology for the sea nymphs, like most others in the Greek pantheon, were quick to get angry when slighted. So you'd better show them that respect that they want and deserve. Yeah. Yeah, give them sacrifices. Totally. Piss at you. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying, like, you know, spill blood, but... Or maybe I oh, am. No, no, no. Sacrifices can be anything. A libation. Pour out some wine for your mermaid homies. Yeah, you can share half a jug of wine to make sure that your ship doesn't crash into the rocks. I'd love to. Yeah. I'd love to do that. But yeah, just uh, proving how myths tend to intersect between cultures and all that. This is something that overlaps with the story of Perseus. For at this time, the king of Ethiopia was Cepheus. Cepheus married Cassiopeia, but Queen Cassiopeia recognized her own beauty and loudly proclaimed it, even going as far as saying that she was more beautiful than any Nereid. So they were pissed. How dare you say you're more beautiful than we are? You know, women. Right. So what do you think the Nereids did about it? Killed her. Well, they complained to Poseidon. Oh. And then Poseidon dispatched the sea monster. Um, hopefully I'm not butchering this one. Cetes. But he was a sea monster to uh, ravage them because they were talking shit. Oh. Yeah. To the the mermaids? Um, to uh, the... Cepheus and Cassiopeia. Oh, to them. Oh, yeah. nice. So the mermaids were like, hey, Poseidon, we think this is messed up. And then he's like, okay, I think you're right about that. We should punish them. And he sends the sea monster to. What is the sea monster like? Uh, I should look it up. Or I can tell Very you to curious. look it up while I go on. Um, Spell it yeah. C-E-T-E-S. But um, I know we were talking about Mr. Pliny before, and he also mentions seamen who, when night falls, climb up into ships, 
upon which the side of the vessel where he seated himself would instantly sink downward, and he remained there any considerable time, would even go underwater. Yeah, so it sounds like uh, he also wrote about these folks that would sink ships. Cetes, also known as Cetus, uh, he's like a serpent with, uh, he's a serpent, but he has two front legs. Oh, okay. Is he terrifying? That's cool. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't want to see him in the water. Like, imagine that if I was like, I am so much better looking than Jesse. <laughs> and you like <laughs> told your boyfriend and Danny just like <laughs> sicked this monster Danny. on me. She thinks she's prettier than me. And he's like, sick him. Cetus. <laughs> Cetus. I like it. Okay, so now we're going to get to familiar territory. Not just for you, but I figure most people probably know a little bit about sirens. Yeah. Um. Did you have anything you wanted to say before I get into it? No, I'm go for it. Cool. Okay, and this I thought was neat. I didn't understand where sirens well i knew where they came from but i didn't understand how they changed over time mm-hmm. and the original sirens were actually bird women on a remote what? greek island yeah wild yeah in some depictions they had clawed feet in others they had wings but originally they weren't shown as being like these overly beautiful mermaids calling men to their death Originally. I mean, they would lure men to their deaths with sexy singing, but it wasn't like they were model babes laying on the shore or in the water. Right. I think the, from what I heard, not necessarily that they were just being sexy women. They would like, they would tell you like your greatest desires, no matter what it was. Right. Even if it wasn't bone and chicks. Right. If it wasn't bone and chicks. Uh, he's like, wasn't. well, while I'm looking at you, it's definitely boning chicks. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Odysseus had his men strap him to the ship's mast to avoid falling victim as they passed the island of the Sirens. <laughs> while me- his men plugged their ears with wax. Like, imagine that as someone on a ship, that lure is so strong in your whatever that you're just like, mm. I'm going to plug my ears with wax and my captain's going to be strapped to the mast so these creatures don't lure us in <laughs> to drown. Damn. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, it must be pretty hot. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. Um, in early 4th century BC, women from the waist up and bird from the waist down. How That's goofy. <laughs> Well, and it doesn't specify what kind of bird, so I'm thinking, could it be pigeon? I'm imagining, like, a chicken or something. Yeah. Because they don't have wings. Do they have wings? Um, Some of them, some say they Sometimes. had wings, some say they had clawed feet. But based on that sentence I just read, I imagine it's like, you got arms, you got boobs. Right. You got, right. you know, a human head, and from... You know, right under your belly button down, you're just all fluff and feathers. Cloaca. Cloaca. What's that? It's uh, the bird's uh, poo pee hole. They they don't have a urethra and an anus. They have one hole called the cloaca. I hate that I know that now. (laughs) You'll never forget it. 
yep. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. So uh, once we get to the first century BC, sirens had full female bodies, but they kept their wings. Oh, good for them. Yeah. So unlike mermaids who that's might... better. Yeah. I, I think that's that. better than like half hen or whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah. un- unlike mermaids who might lounge on a rock and encourage sailors to swim to them only to drown them. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Hearing a siren song proved dangerous since it bewitched the listener and made them forget their human life. That sounds great. <laughs> Distract me. Uh, yeah. if if the listener was steering a ship he might forget what he was doing though yeah I guess that would suck mm-hmm. and then the ship would wreck on the rocks um, with the sirens mythology has created a physical personification of creatures who looked like beautiful women but were really man eating beasts it's all about awesome. the danger of falling for a beautiful woman yeah yeah I think it's uh, like a cautionary tale about like don't let your penis make your choices for you yeah i think that needs to still be spread today (laughs) Mm -hmm. probably remember sirens oh yeah uh but yeah now we are um in greek territory and i figure that's probably like where you heard of sirens yeah 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 Um, So they sat on the shore and they sang with voices so seductive and compelling that anyone who heard their song became absolutely memorized with them. So mesmerized that they became obsessed with reaching the shore to get closer to the sound. Yeah. And then the sirens would eat them. Yay. Yay. Good job, sirens. Yeah. One. Um, others think that they might have sung songs out of grief for their fate. And they even told Odysseus that they knew of all the sadness in the world and they knew everything that was going to happen. Oh, damn. The, yeah, so emo. The only way to handle this level of pain and foresight is to share it with others. Well, I know the woes of the universe. I think, I think there's some truth in that, right? Totally. I mean, I could if I were damned knowing all of that information, I could not keep it to myself. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this is concerning. It was said that a mortal's ability to resist them causes sirens to commit suicide. Damn. Mm-hmm. And remember That's that rough. song I was telling you about? Yeah. Um, my weird theory is that it could be an interesting interpretation that La Mer is actually about a siren's death due to being rejected by a mortal. Oh. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Trent Reznor, write me I, back. I have no idea. Okay. Well, on for more siren talk, unless you want me to skip to merfolk around the world. Just give me all of it. Good, good. So, though not as well known as their female counterparts, there are, of course, mermen. And they also have an equally fierce reputation for summoning storms, sinking ships, and drowning sailors. So women aren't the only bad guys, okay? Mm-hmm. There's one really feared group, and I think they're neat. 
They're called the Blue Men of the Minch. <laughs> oh, okay. And they're said to dwell off the coast of Scotland. They look oh. like ordinary men from the waist up anyway, with the exception of their blue-tinted skin and gray beards. Oh, creepy. You said creepy. I was going to say hot, but... Oh, or, or that. Or that. Um, local lore claims that before laying siege to a ship, the blue men often challenge its captain to a rhyming contest. What? A rap battle? A rap battle. So if the captain's quick enough, battle? he can save his sailors from a watery grave. Imagine this that. merman comes up here and it's, he's like, I challenge you to a rap battle. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. You're a ship captain and it's like... I'm just imagining like that bit on Eight Mile where it's like, "Mom, spaghetti." Is that gonna save you? <laughs> yep. Might. Yeah. Who knew? Yep. So, uh, mermaids entered European mythology with conflicting personalities. Sometimes they were beautiful and seductive, almost goddess-like, greatly desired by lonely sailors, but also sometimes they're sirenesque monsters that drag men into the inky black depths of the oceans why can't they be both i think they are both but yeah uh really it was best to avoid mermaids or mermen just to be sure it seems like always trouble were attached to these creatures there was this guy named olaus magnus he was a 16th century writer olaus i know um, he was a writer and cartographer whose seminal map, Carta Marina, obsessively cataloged the many monsters of the seas around Scandinavia. Noting that fishermen maintain that if you reel in a mermaid or merman and don't presently let them go, such a cruel tempest will arise and such a horrid um, lamenting of that sort of men comes with it. And other monsters join with them. You would think the sky should fall. So if you catch a mer person and you don't do the right thing, bad things are coming to you and from every direction. Damn. Yeah. Don't fuck with mermaids. Exactly. Um, magical female figures first appeared in cave paintings in the late Stone Age period about 30,000 years ago. What? Yeah. I thought that was crazy. Uh, when modern humans gained dominion over the land and presumably began to sail the seas. So from the moment that humans were in the water sailing, that's when the rumors began. Rumors. Well, Those are facts. Facts. Okay, now we're going to talk about merfolk from around the world. Like more modern cultures. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Uh, let's start. It's like we've already been around the world. Yeah, but we're not done. Good. Uh, let's start with a place you used to live, Japan. Hey. Mm -hmm. These were called the Ningyo. 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 N i n g y o. Yo. Vastly different than the Western version of a beautiful mermaid, this monster found in Japanese folklore is described as a giant fish with a human face and a monkey's mouth. Imagine that. <laughs> and sometimes well, awesome. even horns and fangs. 
my god. Yeah. I I love that this is where I decided to start. <laughs> oh, I love these. Um, I'm and, looking at a picture of one. They're horrible. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> in a serious conflict of interest, anyone who eats the Nino, how big are your balls that you think you can eat that thing? I mean, how hungry are you, I think is the question. Yeah, probably. Uh, but anyone who eats it will have eternal youth and beauty. But catching one often brings terrible storms and misfortune to entire villages. Damn. Mm-hmm. And Japanese legends have another version of merfolk called Kappa. And uh, Kappa? Yeah, Kappa. Just like when I think of like fraternities when I hear the word Kappa. But yeah. same. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. They're said to reside in Japanese lakes, coasts, and rivers. They're child-sized water spirits that appear more animal than human, with simian faces and tortoise shells on their backs. Oh, cool. Yeah. Turtle mermaid. <laughs> yeah. And uh, these are kind of like the blue men, where they sometimes interact with humans and challenge them to games of skill for the penalty is oh death. My God. So oh imagine my this like turtle person being like rap battle. Uh, what other games does he play? Checkers. I was thinking checkers, chess, battleship. What you got? And then if you lose, they kill you. Yeah. And oh. this makes these things particularly nasty. Kappa are said to have an appetite for children and those that are foolish enough to swim alone. So don't swim alone and don't be a child. Don't be a child. That's great advice. But for some reason, it is noted that they really prize fresh cucumbers. Oh, okay. Go swim alone, but bring some fresh cucumbers. Yeah, so. they just want a snack, just like the rest of us. Yeah, throw throw some cucumbers at them. Yeah. Now, uh, back to Scotland. Um, let's talk about selkies. Have you heard about selkies? Yeah. What do you know about mermaids? them? I thought they were just mermaids. Am I wrong? Uh, ish. Well, they're they're gentle creatures who live their lives as seals while in the water. And oh. and they shed their skin to become human when they're on land. Mm. Um, but the reason that they're generally equated with mermaids in Gaelic stories, they're sometimes associated with the maid of the sea. Ah, I see. Yeah, but um, Selkie legends usually end in tragedy the folktales almost inevitably feature a selkie seal skin getting stolen and the selkie getting married and having children with a human, only to later find its old seal skin and get called back into the sea. And that should ring a bell for you. Is that a movie? Well, Little Mermaid. I feel like they took um, some pieces from that. Did they? Well, yeah, because, like, when she... Well, I know it was a spell that got her there, but, like, she lost her tail and she was human walking on land to try to get Prince Eric, remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I don't remember what happened. Okay. I was obsessed as a child, I know the songs, so... Though. Yeah, yeah, that sounds legit. Um, 
Next, we're going to move to West slash Central slash Southern Africa. Oh, cool. This one's called the Mamiwata. 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 Um, also known as the water spirit. Mamiwata is sometimes described as a mermaid, sometimes as a snake charmer, and occasionally as a combination of both. Oh, interesting. How cool, yeah. Um, yeah. She's found in a lot of African folk stories. The legend of the Mamiwata made its way to the Americas, unfortunately, during the Atlantic slave trade. So it did mm -hmm. make its way over here through that. Although, right. yeah, although she can sometimes take human form, she's never fully human. She's closely associated with healing, fertility, and sex. Good for her. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's pop over to Brazil for a minute. This one's called Ayara. The idea of mermaids in Brazil comes from the tale of Ayara, the Lady of the Waters. Ayara was originally known as a water snake, but through folklore has become an immortal woman, woman <laughs> with green eyes and brown skin who is known to lure sailors to her underwater palace where they became her lovers. Oh, fun. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like, I'm like, okay, to their death. But no, she's like, no, to party. Yeah. She needs some uh, human loving. And in that's fun. I wonder, are they kept there against their will? Uh, not sure about that, but I can tell you that she's generally blamed for a lot of accidents in the Amazon. So when men disappear, they're like, oh, it was definitely Ayara. Yeah, not the other millions of horrible creatures that live in the friggin' Amazon. Yeah, the like Anacondas, in in Brazil, the the... I've watched enough uh, river monsters to know. Yeah, and even outside of the water, of stuff. in Brazil they have those giant like jumping spiders that like to hide underneath cool bed sheets. Oh my god! Shut up! No, I'm serious. Disgusting. They're like almost tortoise sized. It's ridiculous. Oh, uh, I want to vomit. Yeah, I'd be more scared of that than I would be this mermaid that wants to screw me. Like. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I it does make sense that like the the culture would develop a sea an immortal sea creature woman who steals men because I mean I'm sure it would just happen all the time that their men would go out fishing and some wouldn't come back because there were so many things in the water that could kill you in the Amazon. Oh yeah. No, it's like it's yeah. it's the Amazon and like Australia are like the two places I would mm -hmm. be terrified to go just because of animals. Yeah. 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 Um okay, so speaking of well Australia's neighbor, let's go down to New Zealand. Yay. Yeah. This one is called the Marikaihau. Ooh, Marikaihau. Is this Aborigine? Um, Maori. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, most tales of mermaids are passed down through spoken tales and pictures, and through this folklore, they're also seen in carvings. A little more intense than a mermaid, though. Um, the Marahai cow, or, wait, see, I'm so bad with other languages, I need to get on top of it. Um, yeah, Marikaihau is a guardian of the sea. 
It has a human head and the body of a very long fish, as well as a long tubular tongue that is often blamed for destroying canoes and swallowing large quantities of fish. Jesus. So I'm imagining in their culture, a lot of their diets probably sea life because their country's an island. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I totally get that you need somebody to blame when you're having bad luck on the water. Yeah. Yeah, you don't hear of mermaid tales from, like, landlocked countries, do you? No. Well, again, we're going to France, and they do have a shore. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, in France, this is the um, Melusine, a, a feminine spirit found in many medieval European folk stories. The Melusine has a serpentine tail and occasionally has wings. Good. I want wings and a tail. That reminds me of the man in Angol a little bit. Except as far as I know, this thing doesn't split in half. Yeah, the man in Angol had legs. She just split her body in half and flew on her torso. I, yeah, I guess she did have legs. I don't know why I was imagining she also had a tail. What a badass, though. Oh, yeah. But in um, in France, Germany, Luxembourg, and Al- Albania, they all have varying tales of this same mer creature, but the general legend describes her as a willful maiden who attempts revenge on her father on behalf of her mother, only to be punished by her mother with a serpent's tail. What? Yeah, so to me it sounds like she intervened because her dad i'm assuming was probably abusive or something of that nature and her mom was like uh you shouldn't be doing something about that and punished her her mom beat her yeah um melusine is especially connected with france as the royal french house of lusignan claimed to be descendants of her so I guess she's related to some royals. Oh. Um, images of the sea, vi- sea fairy can be seen all over the world, like that Starbucks cup. So That's her? That mermaid is based on her. Yeah. Oh. Yep. So she sounds pretty strong, even though she's been through a lot. Yeah. That's sad. Her story is sad. Yeah. Okay, so over to Ireland, we have the marrow. Female marrows with their long green hair are similar to sirens, actually. Oh. Yeah. But male marrows are considered hideous and frightening. <laughs> More fish than man. <laughs> oh, no. And they're mean. They're so mean that marrow women were said to say... Like, whatever, dude, I'm going to go get with this human man because he's better looking and he's nicer than you. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. What is happening? I don't know, but I think it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> their offspring might have scales and webbing between their fingers. So I guess if of they were to the breed with a human. The human? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marrows frequently become tired of the land and try to find a way to return to the sea with or without their human family. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Selkies. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we got two more countries and then we're going to jump into Disneyland. Oh. All right. So Russia. 
This is called the Rusalka, often translated as mermaid, because these water nymphs were originally considered benevolent because they came out of the water in the spring to water crops. That's nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Thanks. But there is a darker side to it. Rusalka are thought to be the spirits of girls who died violently. And oh, because of that, they frequently lure men and children to their own watery deaths. Why the children? Yeah, why the kids? That's just that's just sad. Yeah. Maybe to make more? Possibly. Um, but their translucent skin gives them a ghost-like appearance. And sometimes they use their long hair to, to trap and entangle their victims. Oh, gross. Right? That's pretty Ew, dark. The hair. That's one of the darker ones. Goodness. Yeah, that's really s- fucked up, Russia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want now that makes me want to dive deeper into like Russian lore to see what the worst they have going on is. Yeah, I don't I know I know nothing about Russian lore. That's going to be a future episode. Nothing. Yeah. Um Okay, so last one is Norway, where we're talking about finfolk. That's so cute. Finfolk. 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 Probably the least like what we think of as a mermaid. They're shapeshifters of the sea. Cool. Very cool. Yep. Considered nomads who can alternate between living on land and at their ancestral home, Finfolkahim. So cute. Um, Finfolk tend to have an antagonistic relationship with humans. They often abduct humans for their spouses, making them more servant than partner. Mm. Finfolk also have an affinity for silver, and one might be able to escape their grasp by throwing a silver coin their way. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Now, the one bit, I can see how maybe Little Mermaid was inspired by the liking shiny stuff because of all those things that Ariel had in her grotto. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A lot of shiny things. Oh, yeah. So uh, let's move on to the basis of the Disney movie that everybody loves, The Little Mermaid. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, the book is way different from the movie. Oh, my God. Um, well, first of all, the book was written in 1837 by Hans Christian Andersen. Mm-hmm. And I like to start with a quote because it's pretty, or an excerpt because it was pretty intense. If men aren't drowned, the little mermaid asked, do they live on forever? Don't they die as we do down here in the sea? Yes, the old lady said, they too must die and their lifetimes are even shorter than ours. We can live to be 300 years old, but when we perish, we turn into mere foam on the sea and haven't even a grave down here amongst our dear ones. We have no immortal soul, no life after. We are like the green seaweed. Once cut down, it never grows again. Human beings, on the contrary, have a soul which lives forever, long after their bodies have turned to clay. It rises through thin air up to the shining stars. Just as we rise through the water to see the lands on earth, so men rise up to beautiful places unknown, which we shall never see. Jesus. Yeah, that's dark and deep, and I didn't realize... (laughs) That sea people are almost damned is the way that I... Well, not damned. It's just that they don't get the afterlife. I, th- I, What I think it is is the 
author trying to reduce like the importance of sea people you know they're like no they're just like nothing people they're like they don't have a soul yeah like, they're just humans we're amazing and we have souls and we that's why we can conquer everything and that's like what we're destined to do but everything else is you know just just shit well that and i think it makes sense for like the desire that ariel has to be human Right. Like, if she, right. not only are there all these interesting things that humans can do that we can't, but they actually get to live on after they die. Right. So. I think it fits into that, um, like, human-centric narrative that cultures have. Definitely. That, like, the environment doesn't matter, mermaids don't matter, animals don't matter, humans are the only thing that matters. We're, yeah. we're at the top of the food chain, and that's the only way it can be. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, which is wrong. Totally. Um, yeah. But another thing that was gross, um, in the book, the young mermaid has her tongue cut out, gets burned hard by the prince when he chooses another woman, and eventually dissolves into sea foam instead of saving her own life by ritualistically stabbing said prince through the heart and bathing in his blood. Oh, wow. Okay. She so she chose not to stab him, and so she died. Uh, or she just wasn't able to stab him. She decided not to because she loved him, is what I'm oh. gathering. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah, like it, I know in the movie when Ursula does her thing, it was all like a spell, and you have no voice. In this, it's like we're cutting your tongue out. Yeah, that shit's fucked up. Yeah. I think that speaks to a lot of cultural just oh, yeah. wrong things. Wrong things. Woman, kill, like, let yourself die in the name of love. Oh, oh Great. this Thanks answers... for that story. Sure. No, the, uh, this answers something we were wondering earlier. Triton is the son of Poseidon in Greek mythology. So Ariel's... Triton is the son of Poseidon. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, like, that means that... Um, Poseidon is Ariel's grandpa. Grandpa. Which is crazy. Okay. Yeah. Um, but not in the movie. In the movie? Well, I mean, just in the in the movie, Triton was her dad. King Triton. Oh, okay. And he was son of Poseidon. Yeah. Gotcha. So, like, okay. if you take the logic one step further. And this is a silly stupid fun fact but i did not know this and i think it's cool because you know how much i like john waters ursula mm -hmm. was based on divine yes oh you knew that i didn't know that yes, i thought divine. that was cool um divine was a, drag a queen. huh divine is a drag yeah queen, divine was a drag queen and she was the star of a lot of john waters films such as hairspray and pink flamingos mm -hmm. and how cool that she had such an impact that Disney was like, evil sea witch? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think she would have loved that. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, well, I can't remember what year Divine actually died. Maybe she oh. knew about it. I would think, I would hope so, if she was alive. Yeah. Um, and just one, because I know I've been going on for quite a while. Um, I'll just run through mermaids and pop culture real quick before we get to the next important thing. Um, okay. Well, what mermaids do you remember other than Little Mermaid? Uh, 
I mean, there were there were mermaids in um, Disenchanted. Sure. I don't know what that is, but. <laughs> oh, okay. But yeah, um, let's just talk like movies. Uh, apparently, there were a ton of movies. H two O. Remember yeah, H2O? Uh, I don't remember it, but oh, I do know yeah. what you're talking about. Um, but in the early 1900s, there are a bunch of movies about sirens and Daughter of the Gods and blah, blah, blah. Um, Peter Pan. There's There are mermaids that torment Wendy. Mm, okay. uh, um, the 1965 film with Frankie Avalon called Beach Blanket Bingo. Oh, Splash, 1984. Big, big for mermaids. That one. Uh, it was yeah me either I'm too young for it but like <laughs> for like my husband's generation that was like as big as Little Mermaid um, Daryl Hannah Tom Hanks were in it oh Hook oh. totally I know Hook that's a great movie there are three mermaids in that movie mm. which I actually kind of forgot about um, the 13th year that was a Disney Channel original I remember that one um a teen learns that his birth mother is a mermaid. Like, he's going through puberty and he starts, like, spouting fins and stuff and, like, wondered why. Wow. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those are just a few examples. And I guess the uh, the big question is, are mermaids vicious? Maybe? Sometimes. I mean, I, I it, uh, assuming they're real, as one does. Um, I'm sure they're just like humans. Some are nice, some are not. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's up for debate. In some legends, mermaids distract sailors to run ships aground on purpose. Yeah. Um, in others, the mermaids attempt to save sailors, but accidentally drown them. I guess it's not mean if you didn't do it on purpose. Yeah, well. Apparently, the mermaids, um either don't know or they forget that humans can't breathe underwater. Whoops. Yeah, it's an easy mistake to make. Totally. Um, it's more likely that mermaids came to represent a fear of water. Yeah. Yeah, totally makes sense. Um, in an era when the cause of storms wasn't understood, meteorologists weren't everywhere back then. Blaming mermaids could be an answer for that. Why do storms happen, mermaids? <laughs> Um, add to that any delirium that could be caused by ingesting seawater or spending long periods of time at sea without any shade, you could be hallucinating them. Yeah. Oh, that makes t so much sense. Oh, yeah. Because what are these guys? They've been on a boat with, like, 30 other dudes for months, and they're going to hallucinate what? Hot chicks. And then what are they going to do? They're going to run into the ocean and they're going to die. And then everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, there was a hot lady out here who just like drew him in with her song because they didn't understand hysteria or heat exhaustion. Mm -mm. And they didn't have banana boats or anything back then. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Cool. Um, then I'm going to give you some recent sightings. I know that's what you live for. That's what I want. Where are they at? Okay, well, I have one recent sighting. Um, yeah. In 2009, people sighted a mermaid off the coast of Israel. According to eyewitnesses, she had been lying on the sand and then took to the water when approached. Seeing her... Yeah, it's real. I heard about this. Did you? And I, there's a video. I didn't see the video. Oh, my God. Is it awesome? I mean, it might be fake, but... 
It's wild. Okay. Well, seeing her tail made them suspect that something might be wrong. The tourist board from the town offered a $1 million reward for photos. That's sick. Yeah. How cool. You like it? Yeah. You Hold up. I need, I'm going to send you this video. Okay. Um, I do have a little more, if you don't mind. Yeah, I'm just going on and on and on today. Sorry, listeners. Mermaids are fascinating. Mermaids are water deities which have power over the elements. They can get powers from being close to the water, so they can't stray too far from the ocean. They can bless a nearby town with clean water, or if you upset them, they can do the opposite and really cause havoc. Immortality, hypnosis, telepathy... And seduction are also powers that a mermaid can possess. Good. Mermaids drive sailors crazy from their beauty. It could possibly be an evolved predatory tactic, so mermaids could have their way with the human race. But mermaids are notorious for their breathtaking beauty. A kiss from a mermaid could be magical. It has the ability to give you gills so you can breathe underwater. It could also be the secret fountain of youth or provide you powers to heal people. Now, I'm just saying, I would kiss a mermaid for that. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't need any of that to kiss a mermaid. Just to do it. If the mermaid says, hey, you want to kiss? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Some say that falling in love will cure them of their tails so they can have legs forever. Again, Little Mermaid stuff. Um, that's yeah that's very little mermaid. oh yeah um other mermaids seek out a human to have children with if you do by chance fall in love with a mermaid your luck has changed forever mermaids are great companions and often provide lifelong luck and cater to their spouses every wish that sounds great to have one yeah that sounds like slavery well they cater to my every wish like, why not? That'd be great. Because free will is cool. Oh, yeah, I guess. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, you got a point. Uh, so the ocean gemstone called aquamarine is supposedly mermaid tears when they part from a mermaid's face. Aww. Those stones are known to have magical powers if one possesses them. To those who get their hands on this mermaid tear, it's known to have protective and healing powers associated with it. The male members of the underwater race of merfolk called mermen. Yeah, we know what mermen are. Thank you. They're supposedly more shy and secretive than their female counterparts. Nearly all mermaid stories suggest that mermen never came to the surface of the ocean, whereas the females have been way more active and bold in their appearances on the surface. It's because the mermen are really ugly. Oh, well, another theory was that they just like their underwater kingdom and are satisfied or they're just ugly i think they're just ugly um now i do need to throw at you scientific explanations Mm, um i hate it do you well let me ask like if, if i were to tell you okay a scientist thinks they know like what's been happening with mermaids how would you explain that in a rational way how would i explain it yeah I mean, I think I think you said it already is just it's, it's 
a hallucination that stems from fear of the sea because which is a very real fear because especially i mean historically people die at sea constantly all the time sure you know, there, it was like you sent out a boat of 50 guys. You only expected 30 to come back. It was like known. Sure. No, I got you. Yeah. Um, however, some researchers are saying that sightings of human sized ocean animals, such as manatees and dugongs, might have inspired yeah. merfolk. I mean, that'd be pretty scary. If you didn't know what a manatee was, yeah. you didn't know manatees existed, and you just saw one, you would be like, what? Before the, the Discovery Channel, that? before Animal Planet. That would be shocking. Yeah. Like these these animals have a flat mermaid like tail and two flippers that resemble stubby arms. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot yeah, of. I would be disturbed. Yeah. And a lot of these sightings were from quite a distance, like when you're in a ship and being mostly right. submerged in water. Waves only cover parts of their bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but when yeah, when you checks out. yeah when you add in that factor of low light at sunset, and the distances involved, positively identifying even a creature that you know what it is can be hard. Mm-hmm. Like if you're just seeing a head, an arm, or a tail, and you have to figure it out. Right. Um, in 2012, an Animal Planet special called Mermaids, The Body Found. Yep. yep. Oh, you watched it? That fucked me up. Okay. That fucked me up. Okay. Yeah, that renewed interest in mermaids for a lot of people. It presented the story of scientists finding proof of real mermaids in the oceans. It was fiction, but presented in a fake documentary format that seemed realistic. They never said it was fake. I just want to make that very clear. Oh, oh. Never once in it were they like, this is not real. You're not alone, though. The The show was so convincing that the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Association received enough inquiries following that special that they issued a statement officially denying the existence of mermaids. They said mermaids are manatees, is what they said. Sailors are getting confused. Yeah. Yeah, which is fair. Yeah. Um... I do have one more sea creature to talk about. Oh, okay. Do do you want to hear about it, or do you want me to save this as a special morsel for later? For when? Yeah, I guess I oughta. <laughs> okay. Are you ready to hear about the Kraken? Always. Good. Because I would have been sad if I didn't talk about the Kraken today. Um, the Kraken, well, what do you know about it? Big sea monster, fight people, Clash of the Titans. That's all I know. Right on. Uh, the Kraken is perhaps the largest monster ever imagined by mankind. According to 13th century Norse legend, um, there's this guy, Orvar Ador, and his son, and they came in contact with two threatening creatures from the deep. One of these encounters is later described in detail. Um... In a Norwegian educational text written in the same century, Kraken comes from the Norwegian word kraka, which is probably related to a German word that's pretty similar that means octopus. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. So in Nordic folklore, it was said to haunt the seas from Norway through Iceland and all the way to Greenland. That's a lot of, lot of trail to cover. Well, he's big. Yeah. Um, the Kraken had a knack for harassing ships, 
and many pseudoscientific reports, including official naval ones, said that it would attack vessels with the strong arms. If this strategy failed, the beast would start swimming in circles around the ship, creating a fierce maelstrom to drag the vessel down. That sounds like Pinocchio. Does it? Oh, okay. You don't remember Pinocchio. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, really. I watched. I watched way too many Disney movies as a kid. Legends say that the Kraken could devour a ship's entire crew at one time. Good for him. I want to be a Kraken. Well, he's got some good stuff about him too. Don't don't think he's just a monster. Well, he's a monster, but it. he's not just a bad monster. Um. It swam accompanied by huge schools of fish that cascaded down its back when it emerged from the water. Brave fishermen could risk going near the beast to get a bounteous catch. So he kind of gifted fishermen. Yeah. That's fun, though. He he swam with a giant thing of fish, so the the fishermen would be tempted to come close to him. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Um... As with many legends, the Kraken started with something real, based on sightings of a real animal, the giant squid. And I've seen those on documentaries, and they are terrifying. How did they see the giant squid? I thought he lived, like, way deep underwater. Uh, no idea. But... For the for the ancient navigators, the sea was treacherous and dangerous, hiding a horde of monsters in its inconceivable depths. Any encounter with an unknown animal could gain a mythological edge from sailor stories. They they all gossip. We know they gossip. At least I think they're just as bad as like uh you know, sewing circles. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. But there was once a time, believe it or not, where if you uttered the word Kraken on a ship, a mariner would just be terrified. Um, The legendary beast was known for dragging whole ships down um, into Davy Jones's locker. But today we mostly see it as fiction. Um, It has spindly appendages like a crab's. So that's also scary. Um, yeah, I don't like that. Me either. Um, but it's, I'm fine with crabs being able to fit in the palm of my hand. <laughs> but as a Marylander, I feel like they'd have it out for me. Get some revenge for how many dozens I've eaten. Yeah. Um, but how big is the Kraken? Uh, Quite. Yeah. Um, some say the length of 10 ships or a mile and a half long. Cool. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> Some stories say that unlucky sailors would mistake the beast for an island and try to land on it. <laughs> and then down into the water they and go. And get dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, how would you know that the Kraken's on its way? If there's gurgling bubbles, surfacing fish, or a plethora of jellyfish, well, the Kraken's probably coming. Mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, yep. Apparently, he was hard to evade. Well, no shit. If he was a mile and a half long, <laughs> he'd probably kill Apparently. you by accident because he can't see the back of him. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's not his fault if he thinks he's an island. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's innocent. Leave him alone. Really, though. Yeah. But again, it's all it's based on the giant squid. And even though 
they're probably not real. I think they're cool. But the one piece of science I found in my Kraken research is that ichthyosaur bones have been discovered in patterns similar to the way that octopuses place the bones of their meals. So, uh, one rib cage shows signs of constriction like a large tentacle was wrapped around it. So ichthyosaurs were pretty hefty. They were like as long as 30 feet. So imagine a creature that's large enough to eat one. Right, 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 right. Right. So it's not like... So, I mean, it's still possible that it had existed at one point. Right. So it's not like they found, like, Kraken DNA, but they did say something real big ate this thing. And constricted it. Mm Mm-hmm. That's some intensity right there. I love that. I want to know what it is. Yeah. And uh, last fact I have on the Kraken, or last, um, I guess, lore about the Kraken, is that um, because of its size, it can conjure a whirlpool when it goes back into the ocean, and that suction can drag your ship down to the bottom of the sea. See, again, not his fault. Not his fault, but still terrifying. He sounds like a cool guy. I want to be one of them. I want to be a Kraken. Well, that's a pretty lofty goal, but I support you anyway. I was going to be like, I'm going to pick which kind of mermaid I want to be, but I don't want to be a mermaid. I want to be a Kraken. I think that fits your personality 100%. Thank you. Uh... Honestly, I think I'd probably want to pick one of the um, really interesting ones from around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go back a second. Uh, I think I'd want to be... What was the super weird one that we were talking I want to be a Rusalka. The Russian the one? The Russian one. I think it would be... That kills children? Oh, fuck. Yeah, maybe not. Okay, fine. I'll just be a siren. (laughs) I don't want to be responsible for child death, but I thought that, like, using my hair as a weapon would have been really cool. That is is pretty neat. That's a a cool power to have. Yeah, I'll just be a siren. At least it's just, like, silly, horny men that I would be (laughs) killing. Oh, you could be the shape-shifting one. Oh, yeah. The Maori. Oh, no, that was Norway. That was the Finfolk. Norway. The Finfolk. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, I like that because they, they, oh, never mind. I was like, they were the ones that uh, were really into um, getting their humans to be their lovers. But no, they abduct humans to make them servants. Uh, I don't know. I think I'll still be a siren. Morally, I can't hang with that. Huh? I mean, you eat people. Sirens eat people. I mean... I think that's better than, like, making them live as, like, my servant forever. The Finfolk made people servants in, what was it, Finfolkheim? Finfolkaheim. Finfolkaheim. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Finfolkaheim sounds like a nice place. Uh, I'm undecided. <laughs> yeah, undecided. But yeah, um, that was Mermaid for you. That's a, a little bit about... A lot of kinds of sea folk. I think they're real. Do you? Yeah. Uh, 
I think there's some truth to it, but it's not, they're not what we imagine them to be. No, no, I, but I, I think they are a, an intelligent race of humanoids who live underwater. Huh. Yeah. Do they walk among us sometimes? No, I don't think so. I don't think they're ship-shaped, ship-shapers, shapeshifters. I don't think they're shapeshifters, but I think they do, um, you know, maybe come to the surface just to, like, check up on humans and be like, what's going on up here? To do, like, recon. Mm-hmm. And I think now, I think maybe we we used to see them a lot more when we first started exploring the waters. Yeah. Um, but then, like, they caught on and they were like, oh, no, we don't want them to know that we're here. So now they're, like, much more covert about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that's a pretty sound theory. Um, The one I'm sold the most on, I think the Kraken probably has a lot of reality to it. Um. It just may have been an ancient creature that didn't survive to modern times, but it was totally strangling dinosaurs. Or, sorry, constricting dinosaurs. Yeah. I guess it, I mean, it might be hard to prove because when they died, their bones probably sank to the bottom of the ocean. Do they have bones at all? Squids? Yeah. yeah I believe so, yeah. Oh, okay. I believe so. No, that's, a, that's a stupid question, I guess. Do squid do squid have bones? Do squids have bones? Let me ask Google. Let's see what we they get. They have beaks, don't they? So those would have survived. Something. They do have a small skeleton. Okay, so yeah, I think... Okay, maybe that does kind of... I still think they may have been real, because if it's been that long, the pressure of the water could have done something to those bones, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They might just be at the bottom of the ocean. It, I mean, what when you kind of describe the... What what was the dinosaur? The um, Ichthyosaur, I think. Ich- ichthyosaur that they found. Um, it reminds me of the Titanoboa documentary, which I talk about all the time. Oh, yeah. Because it's fantastic. Um, but they... They discovered Titanoboa because um, they were basically had a bunch of, like, turtle parts, like, turtle bones that they thought they had. Uh-huh. And they, like, shipped it to the laboratory. The laboratory was going through all the bones and and um, cataloging them until one guy came across the bone. And it was this massive, like, spinal bone. And he was looking at it, and he's like, this isn't a turtle bone. This is a snake. And he's never seen a snake this big before. So then, like, then they just discovered that Titanobo had existed. So that gives me hope that maybe they'll just discover, like, a giant beak at the bottom of the ocean one day. That would be be awesome. The Kraken was real. Oh, yeah. How crazy. I have hope. I have hope, too. I I I think you're right. Sure. But uh, we hope you enjoyed it. And on to the next segment. Shitty Cryptid. Now it's time for Shitty Cryptid. We have this thing called the Shitty Cryptid Generator, where it's basically Mad Libs, and it's going to spit out a few things. One of us, or a guest, will have to create some kind of weird origin story of this thing. It's fun for everyone. And you'll hear it right after a word from our sister podcasts. 
Hey, Twisted Listeners, I'm Cindy. And I'm Viva. And we are Twisted Listers, a weekly podcast about murder. And lists. Each week, we choose a new topic and we cover 10 cases all under that common theme. We've done incredible fun topics like family annihilators. Cannibals. Killer grandmas. And we've also done survivor stories for those of you that like a more uplifting tale. So if this sounds like your kind of party, join us every Monday, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. So yeah, we hope you tune in and we hope that you stay off our lists. Bye. Welcome to the Shitty Cryptid segment. And on this week, we have a guest. His name is Mike from the Adding Context podcast, which is a podcast with conversations that either educate or enlighten and help us share in the human experience. Hey, Mike. Hello. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. So we will post um, the link to the Adding Context podcast in the episode description if you want to check it out. Um, Anything else I should add to that, Mike? Not really. I mean, that's you know what you described as what we aim to do, and hopefully we're doing that. <laughs> awesome. I believe so. I mean, sharing about the human experience is something I think both Eric and I are very passionate about. Definitely. We, like, overshare about our human experience a lot of times. Yeah, we, uh, we have a secondary podcast called Clean Poops. <laughs> and uh, it's shit talk. Yeah, it's uh, it's shit talk, but it's also a lot of like real life human experience stuff, cathartic stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, if poop isn't part of the human experience, I don't know what is. Poop is just as sure as death is. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Sometimes at the same time. <laughs> uh, Actually, most of the time, right? So I can I can attest to that. Uh, I've been an EMT for almost thirty years, so I've seen my fair share of deceased bodies and poop wow yeah and that's life and death in a nutshell (laughs) indeed cool um well i have a cryptid ready what i want to know is are you ready i'm ready to go cool well i would like you to tell us about the mystery evil leo pluridon of the high school locker Wow, that's a lot to unpack right there. Yeah. <laughs> so the high school that I went to was actually built on an ancient burial, Indian burial ground. And there was always rumors that a certain locker would possess the person who occupied that particular locker. And every 10 years or so, you would typically have somebody severely injured by the locker, usually walking by, it'll randomly open up and hit you. <clears throat> and there's been a number of times where priests have come in to try and exercise the demon from within, and they are never successful. Spooky. Wow. And to this day, they still don't know what exactly possesses it. But on Halloween nights, there's an eerie red glow that emits from within. And that is your possessed locker Mm. the priests are just rolling up in the high school huh on a daily basis wow wow (laughs) it must have been a catholic school (laughs) (laughs) no it's a regular uh regular we'll call it municipal regional school kind of thing 
Um, okay. But that's what makes the priest so... Um, highlights the importance of the locker. Well, that and, if you know, there's only yeah. about 14 or 15 different churches in a 1.5 square mile radius. Uh, so they all take their turns. Yeah. Every other week, they, they got to come by. <laughs> sometimes it's the Episcopal, sometimes it's the Baptist, sometimes it's the Catholic. They're on they on-call like, rotation. The <laughs> exactly. They're like, hey, Mike, hey, Jerry. Oh, you're here to exercise the locker again? Yeah, you know, it's Tuesday. <laughs> Walls, halls are flooded with holy water to no avail. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Why don't they just stop assigning the locker to students? You know, that would be a very common sense approach to do, but. <laughs> it's public school. So exactly. Maybe there's a locker much. shortage. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the mm. main thoroughfare, the, the common area. Yeah. There was a locker shortage at my high school. We had to share. Are, are you joking? Mm-mm. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had a ton. Uh, my graduating class was over 700 students. Whoa. Yeah, massive. Damn. I th- That's I about twice had what about, I had. Yeah, I would think I had about 350, and I think I ranked about 345th. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at nice. least you had your own locker. Yeah. Yeah. That, I that would used. be interesting if the possessed locker was assigned to two different students. So does the demon take turns? That's a good question. Is there only one demon? Mm. Or is it a portal to hell? And then you've got a mm. multitude of demons. Infinite demons. Infinite yes. demons. I like the way this one morphed. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's interesting. I don't want to go to that school. And <laughs> um, God bless those priests. And why do they keep going if it just doesn't work? You think they would give up? that's no, not in their faith exactly yeah they can't ah. give up it's that they have to battle evil to the bitter end oh oh okay okay yeah I just can't explain it it's yeah just, just i wonder if like the the principal or the guidance counselor ever had to send a letter home to the whole student body just to explain the situation <laughs> <clears throat> how would that go like dear parents yeah. of our student body we have a problem. <laughs> but the priests are here and they are on top of it. Well, my question would be how did they determine who gets stuck with that locker? Do they kind of mm. just draw straws? Is it a random lottery? <clears throat> no, I think That's all the question. teachers can like put in a vote for like the shittiest student. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, the worst student is the one that gets stuck with it every time. Oh, man. What if you had that all, like, four years you were there? You had the same locker. I was going to say, you should probably they... think about transfer. <laughs> do they put a yeah. rule in that you can only have it once? You can only be possessed once? I would once? hope so. I would hope they would rotate, like, semesters. So whoever's getting possessed isn't possessed for, like, their whole high school experience. <laughs> and maybe it's like uh, you pick one student per grade level. Mm. And that's how they rotate. Yeah. That seems fair. Yeah. But do you break it up for marking periods? Since there's four marking periods, you can pretty much, you know, freshman, 
for a first market period, then the sophomore's the second, and then a senior finishes out their year possessed? Or do you start the senior year <laughs> possessed? You know, freshmen are already pretty fucking nuts, so I feel like just make it a freshman every year. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking as a father of a freshman, and that just attests to how old I am. Um, <laughs> <coughs> they they are their own breed. I don't remember yeah. being like that, but they're their own breed. Yeah. Yeah, being a freshman's a pretty interesting time of a person's life. All the raging hormones, all the scary yeah. new little fish in the big swimming pool thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and, like, I remember middle school kids were so mean, and then you're in high school, and all of a sudden it's like, I'm starting over again. How? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You finally made it to eighth grade, and you're like, I rule this school. And then, pfft, Two months later, you're wrecked. getting... Pushed in a locker that's possessed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, might as well be possessed. If anything, being possessed as a freshman might make it better. Hey, you might get some very um, interesting powers from said demon. Yeah, yeah, you might like, make some cool street friends. Cred after that. Like, don't mess with him. He was possessed last year. <laughs> you might still be possessed, and you just don't know it. Yeah, yeah. You just turn it on. You could. Like lord that over people for the rest of high school. If someone tries to mess with you, just you just go like, "I am Satan," and then they're like, "Oh, <laughs> don't mess with that guy." <laughs> don't let me call Lucifer again. <laughs> Got my bud Lucifer on speed dial. <laughs> Snap my fingers and he appears and shoots fire down your throat. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I think I if I had to elect, I, I would I would take the locker. You'd volunteer for the locker. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then what if you have That's a bunch a- of people volunteering? Then is that a, like a lottery? Because you've got like twenty people, and they mm-hmm. all draw the shortest straw. Or so. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think that's a fair yeah, way to do it. Be like bingo, <clears throat> the big ball yeah. of balls. See, I wouldn't want to be possessed, but I'd want to be friends with the person that was. All right. Yeah. Jeez. Cool by association. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no one would mess with you because your friend's a demon. Question is, which kind of demon would it be? Is it the, the stereotypical, <laughs> you know, little imp kind of thing? Or is it a, mm. you know, a full-sized, you know, humanoid type devil, Satan type of demon? Is it a dragon type of demon? It's a giant monstrosity? Yeah, I think it's like a sleep paralysis, like terrifying kind of demon. <laughs> like demon of your absolute nightmares. So a yeah. monstrosity. Okay, yes. We'll go with that. The bigger, Absolutely. the scarier, the better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Erica, didn't you say it was a Leopluridon? Yeah, actually. So mystery evil Leopluridon of the high school locker. Takes... Demon takes the form of a Leopluridon. Yeah. Yeah, that's the missing puzzle piece. He has a form. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> that was the missing puzzle piece. The Leopluridon part. There we go. <laughs> Very cool. It's a giant, giant reptile. So, yeah, that's still considered a monstrosity. It's an oversized alligator. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I would that. consider that. Yeah, just Satan's involved. That's all. It's fiery and swims in lava as opposed to water 
That's kind of cute. That sounds adorable. It's cuddly. Aw. I was about to say, like, if you ran into the possessed kid, would they be cool? No. No? I no. Well, I don't, that's not up to me. I think if you're nice to them, they'll be cool. But don't piss them off. No, okay. Well, if that's the case, I think we'll be fine. I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people would run from it. It just wants to cuddle them. It just wants to love. Nuzzle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Most of them, I think. <laughs> sure. No, that sounds good to me. But thanks for being here. That was fun. Thank you for listening. Um, we're happy that you're here, but we do have a favor to ask. If you're not following us on Instagram, you should. Why aren't you? Please do it. We have Become 500 now, many. but like, let us hit a thousand. Come on. Um, tell your friends. Yeah. At Paranerds Podcast. And share our things. Yeah. Share our things. Cool. And love it. whether you want to participate in Cryptid as well. Or if you have ideas, topics you want us to research, or if you just want to say hi and you love us and all that, email us, paranerdspodcast at gmail.com. Yeah? Word. Cool. Well, that being said, uh, we hope you are keeping cool as it's turning into summer and that you're staying away from all the merfolk. And we'll, we'll talk to you next week. Carry some fresh cucumber on you. Yep. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>